You are listening to the audio preaching podcast of Cornerstone Baptist Church in Fallbrook, California, pastored by James Christensen. Though located in the heart of Southern California, you will hear powerful, relevant, and life-changing preaching from the Word of God. Pastor Christensen believes that every Christian can reach their potential for the Lord. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I could ask the ushers to come at this time to pass out uh, some donation items. That song was excellent. You are always only good. You know, if you and I can't say that Jesus is, hasn't been good in our life, we're making a mistake. And we know for sure that without the Lord, we'd be in a lot of trouble. And uh, it's good to remind yourself of that once in a while. Uh, what the ushers are passing out, our, our Vacation Bible School starts 
tomorrow night and goes through Friday night. And we still need more prizes. I believe that the, the needs sheet is covered with everything other than uh, some more prizes. We have 36 children in our community right now signed up uh, to start our Vacation Bible School tomorrow night. And uh, we have games and prizes and different things like that uh, ready and prepared for them. Uh, but I believe that we need a few more. So if you wouldn't mind seeing uh, at the end of the service, my wife or uh, Miss Ashley regarding some of the things that are needed by way of prizes. They're not expensive things, just you know, a small bag or whatever it is of some prizes would certainly be a blessing. And uh, we're expecting God to show up and uh, to come and, and put his heart upon our Vacation Bible School. And our church has spent, uh, you know, a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of money, a lot of dedication with outreach and different th things like that. And uh, I'm not sure if there's any other Vacation Bible School in the area uh, due to COVID, things like that. But uh, the way I look at it is COVID's behind us and we're moving forward by the grace of God. And uh, so uh, children need, uh, you know, if Disneyland's open, then the church ought to be open. And uh, so uh, let's take our Bibles this morning to 1 Samuel chapter 17. My wife asked me this morning if I could be done by 11.30. That's five and a half minutes from right now. And so I guess uh, some of you have been intensely blessed today with a short Bible message, okay? And uh, so First uh, Samuel chapter 17, and I'll do my best I can to obey the Lord and my wife, all right? And uh, so First uh, Samuel 17, you might already know the story, but uh, here in verse number Old Testament there, First Samuel 17, verse 24, let's take a moment and stand together. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, who are we talking about? Goliath. Goliath was 10 feet tall. He was a real person. Matter of fact, my wife and I and Miss Christie and Brother Fry met the tallest man in the world in the island of Fiji. I was preaching a five-day meeting uh, down there in the South Pacific, and we met the tallest man of the world in the world at that time. And uh, matter of fact, Miss Christie, the top of her head didn't even reach his belt. And uh, he was just in the grocery store getting some stuff. And I think he was like somewhere around eight and a half, nine feet tall, whatever it was, uh, eight, ten, something like that. I mean, a really, really tall dude. Well, the, uh, some scholars believe that Goliath was somewhere around 10 feet tall, and uh, he was buff as all get out, and, yeah. and, and he was a, a warrior, and really the head of all of the special forces, if you will, the Philistines. And the Bible says that when all the men of Israel, I mean, can you imagine the United States of America, every Marine, Every recon, every Navy SEAL, all of our special forces, they ran away. Yeah. You said they wouldn't do that. Oh, we run from much less. Right. Everybody ran from COVID, right. yeah. you know, in a mask we trust. I mean, it takes a whole lot less for us to run and cry our eyeballs out. Yeah. And it says that they fled from him and were sore afraid. They were worried, they were doubtful, they were scared to death. Now here's the difference, Goliath didn't have God because he hated God, he was cussing God, he was making fun of God, and, uh, but the people of God had God. And, and when we have God, we can't be running from things. You know, we shouldn't have a bad attitude and start fights, but we shouldn't run from, from the battles of life. 
whether it be in your marriage, your relationships, something's not going your favorite or right, your health, your finances, whatever it is. The easiest path is to run, but it's the path to destruction. And let's go ahead and take a moment and pray. Lord, I pray that you bless this Bible lesson this morning as it is our Carnival Sunday and we're looking forward to celebrating the children who come here and uh, even maybe some visitors or some new folks that would uh, be willing to come and decide to be a part of the ministry here either today or Vacation Bible School. But regardless of the case, Lord, help us to represent your name correctly and that this day would be about you, not we ourselves. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you can have a seat. Uh, I told the guys in Sunday school that Edmund Burke uh, was famously quoted saying this, all that is necessary for evil to prosper is for good men to do nothing. And here, everybody in the battle was doing nothing because they were scared to death. You know where Saul was, the head of Israel? He was in his uh, uh, bedchamber, probably just trying to take a nap and and uh, soak his sorrows away and try to forget everything, you know? And uh, he and here he was, the tallest man in all of Israel, with the stature of a king, couldn't hold up against the uh, Philistine Goliath who had come on his own to put a battle against the people of God. Let me tell you something. Faith doesn't even begin until it's impossible. And we've got to have the faith that that deals with the impossible. And you know what? Let me tell you something. My faith wanes sometimes. And I get scared and worried and frustrated and bothered and, and uh, emptied and, and uh, concerned and those kinds of things. And I need to be corrected by the Lord uh, and my wife and others and things like that. So, oh, yeah, that's right. we got to remember that God can and God will and God wants to. And uh, he's interested in doing something powerful uh, in our life. But he doesn't do it things powerful in our life just because we want him to or just because we wish that he would. Somebody's got to show up and deal with the Goliath in, in, in your life. And the Bible says that David was, he was, he was small and, 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 and just a youth. And so maybe he was somewhere around 14 to 17 years old, some scholars say. We're not sure. But the point is this. He wasn't even invited or old enough to be in the military, and yet he shows up and his oldest brother, Eliab, gives him lip and says, man, what are you doing here just to look at the battle? Here's the thing that I thought of. Eliab knew that David already killed a bear. Yeah. Eliab knew that David had already killed a full-size adult lion. Yeah. Eliab knew that David could do this because there was something different about David and the whole family knew it. And he was jealous. And, you know, you're always going to have somebody in your life that tells you you can't serve God and you can't do something for God. You know, you're always going to have a scorner in your life that reminds you of your failures, you know. And uh, it says that David, verse 29, and David said, what have I now done, says to his brother Eliab, is there not a cause? He said, listen, we're all here. How can we hide the fact that this Goliath's got to be taken down? 
The guys at the men and boys camp out this week, uh, we all played a slingshot game. And whoever, uh, you know, got the most bullseyes would win the slingshot. And Jennings, my son, won the, uh, the, the competition, hadn't shot a slingshot in about four or five years or so. But uh, just having some fun with the guys and learning how to do it. Some guys knew how to, some guys didn't know how to. But that thing's not easy to handle, that's for sure. Just imagine, you know, putting that smooth stone that the Bible says that David uh, went running after Goliath. Some scholars believe that five smooth stones were taken out of the riverbed from David uh, because uh, Goliath had four brothers. And uh, he's like, how many are in the house? Just in case they want to come and, 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 and deal with it. And, you know, here he was the most unlikely. You might be the most unlikely that nobody believes that you could do anything. But you know what? God in you can do everything. And uh, there's nothing too hard for the Lord. And not, not I, but Christ that liveth in me. Is that right? And uh, here David uh, explains his position and Saul tried to put armor on him and all those kinds of things. But David said, listen, I haven't proved these kinds of things. I'm just going to be me. You know, the best thing for you to do is just to be honest with yourself and just be you. Amen. You know, just be you. Don't try to be somebody else at work. Don't try to be somebody else in the family. Oh, everybody likes him and, or her, and she's prettier. And you know what? Just be you. And, 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 and don't allow your, your natural personality and tendencies or hangups or whatever to be the crutch for you. Just be honest with who you are and be honest with God with who you are and let God build your life. Let God do something in you and through you. And that's what was happening. Look at verse number 47. And all the assembly shall know that the Lord David said, saveth not with sword and spear. So Goliath was 10 feet tall. He was buffer than anybody in the entire uh, nation. And here he was flexing his muscles and saying, come on, man, who's going to come down here and, and try to fight me? And evidently, Goliath was a kind of, kind of person that would just tear somebody right in half, you know, and had the ability to do that. But listen, God's not scared of anybody, for he created every one of them. And God's not uh, fearful of what uh, men says or uh, the situations of life. Listen, God knew that COVID was coming before it came. He knew about it during, he knows about it right now, and he knows everything about the rest of the future. And it's not a surprise to God. He didn't reveal it to us, and that was his design, his plan, his authority not to. But you know what? We ought to just trust that God's got it all handled and taken care of. Has he not taken care of us up until this point? And uh, the Bible says here that for the battle is the Lord's. Did you know the battles of your life belong to God if you'll give it to him? If you want to keep it, you go ahead and keep your battles. And you go ahead with the best of your abilities to fight your own battles. And you're going to wear yourself out. You're going to frustrate yourself. You're going to get mad at God and you're going to ruin your life. But if you give the battles over to the Lord and say, God, I want to learn something from this. Lord, I, wanna, I want you to guide me. I want you to help with this situation. And uh, Lord, I want you to get glory and honor in this battle. You know, there are battles in our life that we really don't even, we should not have even had in our life. We brought it upon ourselves. Amen. And you know what? God can teach us. We'll give it over to him. He can teach us how not to bring unnecessary battles upon our life. Right? When we walk in pride, <clears throat> when we uh, walk away from the advice and counsel of God, we do what we feel is best. And, uh, and God says, well, you know, now you want me, but you created the whole thing. 
you know? But there are things that, that God says, let me have it. Amen. Let me take care of it. And you're going to learn something about me through this. And you're going to learn something about yourself. Look at verse 48. And it came to pass when the Philistines arose and came and drew nigh to meet David. <clears throat> that David, look what it says, hasted. <clears throat> he ran towards the problem. Not because he was the problem. Not because he had anything to do with the problem. But he was going to take care of the problem, not with his own ideas and, and, and fleshly opinions and I'm going to take care of this. But he knew he had God with him. And this was about God and fighting the, the defensive battle for the Lord. You know, let me ask you this. When's the last time you defended God? When's the last time you weren't afraid to pray for your meal, even though that other people were looking at you in the restaurant? You know, I mean, last time I checked, they didn't come over and offer to pay my bill. God gave me that paycheck. I'm going to thank him for that. Amen. You know, and not being afraid to be uh, connected as a Christian to God. And uh, we're not talking religion, but rather a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And it says here that David hasted and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. And you know what was happening at this time? Goliath was running towards David. And the Bible says that David took that sling and he took that and he chucked it as hard as he could. And David was practiced. He was studied. Uh, he was skillful in, in this uh, throwing of those pebbles and such. And that, it, that, that uh, rock that God designed to hit Goliath, hit him right in the forehead. And the Bible says that he fell forward uh, because of the motion of falling. And God says, you know what? I'm going to win on this. I'm going to take care of this. And, uh, you know, David cut his head off. Now, we don't do those kinds of things these days, really, but still sometimes that does happen. And uh, you know why? Because the Bible says that God has a book of wars. God is a God of battle at times. Amen. That people that hate God, want to obliterate God, want to take God out and uh, deny and disbelieve uh, God, you know, Hitler was a bad person. Mussolini was a bad person. There's a lot of bad people in history, but I'm going to tell you who most likely was one of the most was one of the worst haters and has done the most damage out of any bad person. It wasn't Hitler that killed those millions of Jews. I believe it was Darwin. Because Dar people are still dying and going to hell because they believed what they listened to in the American school system. That everything is designed to take your heart away from God. Darwin went to Bible college. Darwin um, uh, once believed in God and even wanted to tell people about God. And then his daughter dies. He blames God for it. And then spends the rest of his life hating God, trying to turn people against God. And then on his, his deathbed recorded, he recanted his beliefs as just mere philosophy and not science. He said, none of my work can be proven. But yet to this day, we have cities in Australia named after it. We have our book systems named after it. Every school in Fallbrook teaches 
about uh, evolution and Darwinism and all these things. None of it has even to this day ever even been proven. Not one thing. Carbon dating can't be proven. It's all idea. It's all philosophy. It's all it's all guessing. Science what uh, was was what you at one point in time was what can be proven as fact. Now it's just the theory is now become science. None of it's proven. Carbon dating is millions of years into their separation of, of guesstimates and such like that. It's all just a bunch of phony lies to go against this book right here, that this book will change your life for the good, and it'll help your life. But the book systems of America, and I'm, I'm a patriot, man. I'm American. I, I, I love this land, but I love God first. And, uh, and, and the Bible tells us that, that uh, you know, vain is the, the help of man. And the Bible tells us really quick, and we're done, in Psalm 108, verse 12, give us help from trouble, for vain is the help of man. Through God we shall do valiantly, for he it is that shall tread down our enemies. You know who said that? That same David who killed Goliath. I want to read this to you and we'll be done. From Senator John McCain, in quote, this was what he said. As you may know, I spent five and a half years as a prisoner of war during Vietnam. In the early years of our imprisonment, the NVA, the North Vietnamese Army, kept us in solitary confinement, or at times two or three to a cell. In 1971, the NVA moved us from these conditions of isolation into large rooms with as many as 30 to 40 men to a room. This was, as you can imagine, a wonderful change and was a direct result of the efforts of millions of Americans on behalf of a few hundred POWs that were now trapped 10,000 miles from home. He continues in quote, one of the men who moved into my room was a young man named Mike Christian. Mike came from a small town near Selma, Alabama. He didn't wear a pair of shoes until he was 13 years old, he told everybody. At 17, he enlisted in the U.S. Navy. He later earned a commission by going to officer training school. He then became a naval flight officer and was shot down and captured in 1967. Mike had a keen and deep appreciation of the opportunities this country and our military provide for people who want to work and want to succeed. As part of the change in treatment, the Vietnamese allowed some prisoners to receive packages from home. In some of these packages were handkerchiefs, scarves, and other items of clothing. But in Mike's box, he was provided a bamboo needle. Over a period of the next couple of months, he took that needle and created an American flag Amen. and sewed it on the inside of his shirt. John McCain says this, every afternoon before we had a bowl of soup, we would hang Mike's shirt on the wall of the cell and say the Pledge of Allegiance. Can't get the American Olympians to even look at the flag. You got to kick them out of the United States of America. I know the Pledge of Allegiance may not seem the most important part of our day now, but I can assure you that in that dark cell, it was indeed the most important and meaningful event of the day. One day, the Vietnamese searched our cell 
as they did periodically and discovered Mike's shirt with the flag sewn inside. They removed the shirt. And later on that evening, they returned. They opened the door of the cell, and for the benefit of all of us, they beat Mike Christian severely for the next couple of hours. Then they opened the door of the cell and threw him back into us. We cleaned him up as well as we could. The cell in which we lived had a concrete slab in the middle on which we slept. Four little light bulbs hung in each corner of the room. After the excitement died down, cleaning Mike up, I looked in the corner of the room, and sitting there beneath that dim light with a piece of red cloth, another shirt, and his bamboo needle was my friend, Mike Christian. He was sitting there with his eyes almost shut from the beating he had received, making another American flag. You know, there are battles that we face sometimes. And I am so thankful that not only Americans, but true people in the Bible stood for something that actually meant something. And now we have an opportunity in America to stand for our flag and stand for our freedom, stand as a Christian and come to church. I believe we ought to be as David and look at the Goliath battles in our life head on and say, through God, we shall do valiantly. Thank you for listening to this preaching podcast from Cornerstone Baptist Church. We hope that you were encouraged. For more information about our ministry, you can find us online at cornerstonefallbrook.org.